Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dabbling in Discomfort, and where we try to uh, help you live a life outside of your comfort zone. We have a special guest here today. His name is John Garlock, and this is today's going to be a little different than a lot of the podcasts I've done because almost always I'm good friends with the person and have been for a really long time. And John, I've met John, and I know John not very well at all. So I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, talk to jo- talk to John and uh, hear his story and his take on dabbling in discomfort. And I'm going to be just as surprised as you are. So, John, thank you for coming. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to. I'm excited to tell a little story that happened a while back. And fantastic. And, uh, yeah. So we invited John here because one of our other podcast guests, Jeff Moore told me every time I think about dabbling in discomfort, I think about John Garlock, and you should have him on. And so I said, okay, and here he is. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so why do you think Jeff would say that? You know, I don't know. Jeff likes to get me in tough situations, I think. So, <laughs> no, it, it, you know, we were out to lunch, and he told me about your podcast, and then he mentioned my my story from a few years back and thought it'd be a good fit. So I thought, well, it's a good story. I'm, I'm looking forward to Sharing it with you. Good, good. Sounds good. Tell me a little bit about yourself before before we yeah. get to the story. What do you do? Yeah. Where'd you grow up? All all the all this so, good background stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I grew up right here in Utah. Been here my whole life, pretty much. Um, uh, I work for a company called Youth Health Associates. We work with troubled youth, so I get to work with a lot of kids, which I like. I I tend to like hanging out with youth more than more than adults. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it, it works out well. Um, my brother owns the company, so I've been kind of following his footsteps. So okay. It's it's a fun little job. And I have a family of, uh, there's six of us, four kids. They all started school today. So oh, fun. I have a little lump in my throat today because they're all in school <laughs> and I miss them already. But Yeah. Yeah. That's me. All right. Yeah. So I take it you like to challenge yourself here and there. I do. Yeah, I like to be in tough situations. I do. I've, I, I think my dad kind of raised us that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, we grew up and we have stories that people don't believe are true. With <laughs> and at the time, I, I was always complaining, and then I realized, you know, he, he, he taught us how to deal with tough things. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stories are crazy. I think uh, they sound like child abuse, <laughs> but. He taught us just how to deal with tough things. Oh, good. Yeah, good. and and how to deal with tough things for a long time. Okay, okay. And just deal with it. So nice. I got to give him a little credit there. Yeah, absolutely. What a valuable lesson. Yeah, or a life full of valuable lessons. Yes. <laughs> Growing up. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I think a lot of times parents don't do enough of that. Um, and I mean, obviously, we don't want to take it to the point of child abuse. Yeah. But, well, no, I think it's... But it is important to teach your children to, to be able to handle adversity and to deal with things like that. Um, and But as a parent, you're, you're always trying to protect them. Right. And you want to make things easy. And like if I take my kids fishing, I want them warm, I want them comfy, and I want them catching fish. When my dad took us fishing, he wanted us freezing, wet, <laughs> cold, no fish, uh, miserable... For for hours and hours and hours at two a.m. You know, oh just, wow, that's how he that's how he did it. And <laughs> so I don't know if I'm doing as good as he did, but uh-huh. I, I try to protect my kids from everything. Right, right. 
But there's a there's a healthy level of having them do hard things. Yeah, absolutely. I took my kid fishing this weekend, and it sounds like I may have done it all wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we caught fish. We tried was, to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> For my dad, that's a fail. <laughs> you need to be miserable. I'm I'm going to have to to reevaluate and and have the talk with my with my 12 year old. Yep. Take, take, take him again. We're screwing up here. Yes. Let's let's go again. Go at 2 a.m. when there's a storm. We had the we had the storm. Okay, good. so that was good. Good. Uh, wasn't it wasn't a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff told me that you did a triathlon a while back. Was it your first triathlon? It was my first. Yes, it was my first real any race. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I'd seen one. My my older brother Brian, who owns the company I work yeah. for, uh, he did it, and I went and watched him. Okay. And it was very inspiring, and it changed. Just watching him changed changed my life. I said, it it was the Ironman triathlon up in Coeur d'Alene. Oh, so a big one. It was a this, big one. This is a long, this was long, a long triathlon. Yes. Okay. He'd done a bunch, and I'd never been. Well, when he was doing the Ironman, I started reading about it, and I'm like, I got to go watch this. So yeah. it was the first race I'd ever seen, and I watched him do it, and... You know, he jumps in the water at 7 a.m. Okay. And, you know, as a spectator, you you then have the whole day to, you know, we went and had breakfast, and we went and watched Nacho Libre, the theater, <laughs> <laughs> had lunch, we, I took a nap, we go to dinner, and, you know, the day's almost over when we're like, hey, he's about to finish, you know? Yeah. So we go to the finish line, and we watched him finish, and I was like, you have been out there since 7 a.m. Wow. Swimming, biking, running. And he finished, and I videotaped his finish, and I put it on my phone, and it played for a whole year, this like little clip. Every time I opened my phone, it would... Oh, wow. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to do this race one day. In fact, the day of the race, I bought this little bracelet, and I put it on my wrist, and I said, I'm not taking this off until I do this. And I had never done a race. Yeah. But I'd seen this, and I went... This was, it was so cool to watch. Uh-huh. In fact, I didn't tell anybody, but the next day, so the race is over, and the next day everybody's cleaning up, and there was those buoys where you swim. Yeah. yeah they yeah. left them up, and I'm like, I'm going to swim to that first buoy. I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. Just to see if I could. Well, I started swimming, because, you know, we can swim. Right, We're gonna right. We can swim. You know, you jump into a pool, and you're not going to drown. So I thought I could swim. Well, I barely <laughs> made it to that movie. Oh. And I held on to it going, I don't know if I'm going to make oh, it Oh, no. I mean, it was, I realized real quick, yeah. I'm not ready yeah, for yeah. this. But I made it back, and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I asked him if he would help me, and I had that bracelet, and we started training. Wow. No. So your very first race of any kind was was, yeah. an, was an Ironman distance triathlon. Yep, yep. he says... He says, uh, you sign up now, and we'll wow. be back next year. So so for those of us that, those listening who who don't know an Ironman triathlon, and you'll you'll probably have to help me out with this, it's it's a two-mile swim? 2.4. 2.4-mile 2. 4 swim. Is it 110 miles on a bike? 112. 112 on a yeah. bike, yeah. and then a full marathon. A full marathon. So 26 yeah. miles of running, 26.2. Yep. yep, yep. And that was your first that race of any first. kind. <laughs> And, and you trained for a year. Trained one, for one year. One year. Yep. And training, I, you know, there's 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 good ways to train. There's programs and stuff. Yeah. I, I kind of followed the uh, 
swim whenever you can. Okay. Bike when you can. Run when you can. Just because I, you know, I I didn't have a lot of time, so I just yeah was yeah yeah. To, I mean, I was like my bike. It was back in the day. Remember when the Netflix you'd get the DVDs in the mail. <laughs> they I, should, they should I've heard of that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Out before the streaming days, and I'd get like a UFC twenty five, like you know Frank Trigg and Matt Hughes. Okay. And I'd go down to my basement at like eleven at midnight or so and start pedaling on the bike, watching the UFC. Okay. That was my bike training for most, you know, because you're... Yeah, yeah. So So that was my bike. Those 2 a.m. fishing trips paid off. Yes, they did. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I swam swam a lot in the Uh pool just because if you don't get out of the water, your race is pretty short. Yes, right, And I knew I wasn't ready for the swim, so I swam a ton. Okay. Biked as much as I could. I ran when I could, but I, I was definitely not ready for that distance of run. Yes, yeah. I, I I was undertrained in the run for sure. Okay, but it's just that year I just kind of spent scrambling anywhere because you're raising a family. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'd just been married a year. So okay, okay. <laughs> wow. And we were raising a, a couple of kids. I had one, and she had one. So okay, we had a little family, and you have to kind of keep the family together. You have to work. You're right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think those 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 programs that training for a for a triathlon, especially that distance. Like it's almost a full time job to to actually follow a program. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. a little more realistic and, and practical the way you did it. Probably it is. Yeah. <laughs> if I did it again, I'd probably want to follow something. But I uh-huh. I just I just did what I could, and uh, that year went by fast. And yeah. before I know it, it's June, and here we are. The race is coming, and so we uh, it's up in Coeur d'Alene, up in Idaho. Okay. So. Uh, it came time to get up there. So I, I drove up there with my daughter, Ellie. Uh, she was seven. And, uh, you know, the race, it's a brutal race. It, and it never goes smooth. I'm sure there's there's no Ironman race that's just gone smooth. Right, but, right. But I just had extra challenges, I swear. The minute I arrived in Coeur d'Alene, I, I checked in. The, you, you arrive on a Wednesday. Well, that's what I did. And the race is Sunday. So okay. you have a few days to, you know, get used to the... yeah. What is the elevation in in Coeur d'Alene? Is it uh, is it different than here? I don't know. Okay. I know uh, people get up there early. They want to try the swim. They want to bike it. a little, get used to it. Yeah. I didn't get to do any of that because I got there on Wednesday. I checked into the hotel, and my I have I've got a really bad back. I've had it since I was a kid. I, my back's been bad. Okay. Checked into the hotel. I grabbed my luggage, and my back went out. Oh no. Yeah. So it's Wednesday. I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And when it goes out, it's it's a three four week. Wow! Deal. Yeah, yeah. So immediately my race is over the, oh, on no. Wednesday, and there's nothing I can do. I just right, it's, right. It's over. So that was my first. Uh, but the there was this mental there's this mental anguish that this race is about to happen. Yeah, and everyone in town's nervous. Everybody, you can just feel it. Well, mine was different. Mine was really depressing because I felt like. It's over. I'm not. Yeah. I won't yeah, get yeah. to the starting line. But a cool thing happened. I called some chiropractors. My wife immediately jumped on a plane and flew up. She was going to come up later, but she came up to help because she knew I was going to oh, be. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the chiropractors were all booked because there's all uh-huh. these athletes in town trying to. Right, right. Well, I, I call one. His name's Dr. David Agan. He says, wait a minute. 
you're not just getting a tune-up. You're screwed up. I said, oh, yeah, I can't even stand oh. up. I was like a boomerang <laughs> walking around. And he says, listen, I'm, I'm booked up, but I'm going to see you twice a day until the race. Wow. He says, I'll make a deal with you. I'll get you to the starting line if you get to the finish line. Oh, my and goodness. And I was like, who are you? He met me <laughs> Wednesday twice, Thursday twice, Friday twice, Saturday twice. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't doing any good, to be honest. Uh-huh. My back was so Yeah, tight. right, right. And I had decided I'm not doing it. I can't, you just can't do it. Well, so that was, de- that was a depressing yeah, few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my inspiration for everything I do is to impress my wife. That's, just what I, <laughs> that's, that's good inspiration. I'm all over it. <laughs> if I was doing this race for myself, I would have tapped out. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's the point? But, you know, Jenny, my wife, is, uh, she impresses me every day. She's, so I'm like, I, I don't know. I had this extra drive. My brother was there. He was going to do it again with me. Okay. So I had a lot of uh, motivation and to do this race, but I can't I can't stand up straight, you know. Yeah. Well, Saturday before the race, my wife and I discussed it, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. I can't. I mean, I'm crooked, but we'll give it a shot and see what happens. Uh-huh. So it's a bad start. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way you want to start your no. first race. That's no. an Iron Man ever. <laughs> no, not at all. But, you know, I, I ended up, I think I had a huge advantage because of this. Because the morning of, everybody's walking around. It's pure chaos. It's like 4 or 5 a.m. Everybody's yeah. got wetsuits on. It's dark. Well, I'm walking around trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And that chiropractor was there. And he had this big, this little bed thing yeah, attached yeah, yeah. to his back. He set it up. He's like, hey, I just want to give you one more. Oh, you wow. Know, he says, I told you I'd get you to the starting line. What a, I mean, amazing guy. Yeah. Fact, the story yeah, made yeah. the paper in Coeur d'Alene. Did it really? Yeah, because uh, anyways, he's he's a good friend of mine now. Oh, that's um, fantastic. He's there. He does another little massage, whatever. It, 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 and then he gave me this back brace with these metal bars in it. Okay. That kept me really straight. Yeah, right, right. Which isn't the ideal position when you're trying to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was no crouching on the bike. Oh, no. But I'm... <laughs> so, but as soon as the race, I realized I'm back in it. Yeah. I felt like the luckiest person there. Like I'm looking at everybody. Mm. They look like zombies. Everybody's scared to death. Uh-huh. And I have the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing it. You know, wow. the race was it was kind of taken away from me. Yeah, yeah, days. yeah. And then it was given back to me as like, eh. So the stress of the race was gone because I was so excited that I was right, oh, right. It was awesome. It was it, it was it was so good for me. I'm walking around just with this big smile on my face, and everyone's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I've been laying in a bed for four You're days. Right, right, you know? yeah. So the, the cannon goes off at 7 a.m. and off I go. So I'm swimming. I'm feeling okay. The back does pretty good in the water. Okay, know. yeah, yeah. Um, the bike was what I was worried about, you know. Hmm. So I I got out, transitioned into the bike. And uh, it was weird because I'm I am straight up and down. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and but I'm pedaling, and again, you know, I've got pictures. I am smiling from ear to ear every time they see me. I'm smiling. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You see everybody, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just out here, you know. Yeah. And uh, again, hoping that my wife's impressed, you know. Of course, that's, that's of course. Why I'm out here, you know. <laughs> my brother's in front of me, and I got another friend, Danny. He's doing it, and uh-huh. you know, you you want to 
it was it was an exciting a lot of energy yeah and so the back you know starts to loosen up and i'm feeling pretty good and it's a 56 mile loop okay so i did the first loop felt pretty good and then the second loop i figured it was about mile 80 where you kind of you're not really paying attention the streets are closed down there's no stop signs and stop you just paddle yeah well i'm not really paying attention i look up and there's some kids that had kind of come into the street and they're like high-fiving everybody, you know? Okay. And if I was paying attention, they would have been fine, but I wasn't. And I looked up and I, those bikes don't maneuver too well. Right. Well, I had to hurry and crank the tire and or the wheel. And next thing I know, I'm flying through the air. Oh, no. Yeah. And, you know, I can, I still remember the moment I was in the air saying, it's over again. Oh, My wow. My race is over. Yeah. I said, I can't believe I'm done. This is all while I'm in the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's amazing how time slows down. slow down. Huh. And <laughs> I hit the ground. First thing they hit was my hands. It ripped all the skin off my hands, oh. which comes into play here. Right, right. I imagine. And then, yeah. Then the head, <laughs> when the head hit, the helmet cracked. And I remember going... Well, that wasn't too bad, you know, because <laughs> the helmet did a good job. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I figured that's when the race was going to end. <laughs> and then, you know, I smash and roll and my bike's tumbling. Well, now I'm sitting there on the curb going, my race is over again. Uh-huh. You know, bikers are flying past, but people came running up and they're asking, are you okay? Well, I couldn't breathe. You know, the wind. Right, right. And so... I'm like, I think I'm okay, but I can't breathe. I just yeah. can't breathe. And, you know, I'm bleeding from lots of places, but I'm not, I'm more focused on my, I'm like, just give me a minute, let me breathe. Uh-huh. Well, it never comes back. You know, I sat there for 10 minutes, you know, as they're, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of yeah, here and just go right. home. Well, after about 10 minutes, you know, I'm thinking, my wife's going to be waiting for me to cross a certain checkpoint here pretty soon. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, my legs are working. I'm bleeding from a few places. My hands are torn <laughs> up. But there are people uh, fixing my bike. It actually okay. cracked the frame of the bike. So the bike was totaled after this race. But wow. they put it together, and I kind of looked around. I'm like, well, I can still pedal, I guess. Yeah, you, you bet. So I said, let's just get on the bike and see if I can. My, my lungs, my you know, the air will come back. Uh-huh. But And so I, I get back on the bike. And I start pedaling. Now, again, in my mind, the race is over. Right. I'm okay. so yeah, happy yeah. that I'm... The, the whole competition and beat your time, I didn't care at all. Yeah. I felt, again, like the luckiest person on the course. Huh. I can't breathe. My... You know, the worst pain, the bloody hands, because, you know, take, right, the, the right. gravel takes all oh. your skin off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're grabbing the handlebars. <laughs> and... <laughs> And you, but you, you're constantly repositioned. Okay, to yeah. To shift gears, to break. Yeah. And you'd have to, like, peel the oh, you know, no. <laughs> your hand off. And then you oh, reposition, uh-huh. and then you're like, oh, crap, i got to reposition. But your hands were, like, glued to the handle. Yeah. And I said, this isn't going to last. So the, the hand pain and the chest pain were pretty intense. Right. As I'm pedaling along. Not going too fast, but I don't care. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I come up to a medical tent, and I, I get a... and I Now, they'll disqualify you. If you wreck, they'll pull you out if they feel like you shouldn't... Like you're oh, okay, okay. So I was worried about that. I pull up to the medical tent, and I scream, 
I just need a couple band-aids. And I remember these two girls go running, and they come back with these band-aids. And I, said, I was just prepping them. To, right, right. To, yeah. I think this isn't serious. So oh, I put my man. hands out, and they went, oh, these band-aids aren't going to What happened? I said, oh, I just tipped over. And they're like, I'm like, just just fix this, please. So they, they take yeah. their gauze and wrap my hands. Uh-huh. So they're like mummies. Okay. And I remember going, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Because now I can. I'm like, don't look at the helmet. Don't look at my bloody <laughs> shins and my shoulder. <laughs> I have, still have scars all over. Oh. But that's they funny. got me back on the bike. And I remember going, if I can just get off this bike, I'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pedaling. I can't breathe still. Everything's good now, but my breathing. My, even I forgot about my back at this point. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> And I just needed a distraction. I just needed a distraction. <laughs> yeah. The back was nothing. I, you know. But, uh, uh, so I had about 30 miles left. Uh-huh. And I, I did them the whole time just saying, get off this bike. Yeah. I, I thought it was the position or something that my, I, my breathing wouldn't come back. Well, bike ends and I <laughs> start running. Uh-huh. That's when I realized I'm in a lot of trouble. Oh. The run was nasty i start running and you know when you run your your chest yeah. kind of bounces yeah, yeah oh yeah. that right. was bad and and there and i'm wearing this tight thing that zips up okay you know, and the pressure and the compression i couldn't figure out what was going on so i had to unzip and i had to i had to hold my chest okay because the bouncing was too much. Oh my goodness was, i'm like because the bike is pretty smooth right right but you're in this weird position the running, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. So I have my hand over my chest, and I'm just kind of <laughs> limping along. But if you watch the video, yeah, I am smiling, smiling, and still goes, smiling. Yes. I, oh the my race goodness. it got pulled from me twice. Yeah, and it got given back to me twice. <laughs> and my <laughs> wife's there, and you know, I have to impress my wife. And I don't want you to think my wife is hard to impress. She's impressed right, right. with everything I do. It's just that I have this. Uh, you know, she's done a marathon. She's, you know, she runs on injuries. Her first impression yeah. when she's sick or injured is to go running. Okay. So okay. that's who I'm dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> so I keep running, I running, I'm running, I'm uh, running. And, and I, I'd never done a marathon and I didn't realize how long they were. They're, yeah, they're kind of long. Well, <laughs> I ran into my brother finally. Oh. He was wrapping up. I still have about 20 miles left. Oh my goodness. He gave me a big hug. Uh-huh. He didn't know anything. You yeah, know, he's right, doing right. His rec- he gave me a big hug and said, you did it. And I was like, you know what? I did, you know, I still have 20 miles, but it's over. Uh-huh. There's nothing. I'm finishing this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gives me a big hug and finishes. Well, it's about 9 p.m. I'm coming to the finish line. And Jenny comes out, grabs my hand. Ellie comes out. My little daughter grabs my hand. And we ran across the finish line together. Oh, that's And it that's was amazing. awesome. And yeah. the chiropractor was there. He was in oh the stands. Goodness. He was there for the whole thing. Amazing uh-huh. guy. So, it was, it was, uh, it was the one of the best days of my life. It really was. Yeah. Super painful. A lot of. I don't know. I I felt like if I was doing this race for myself, I would have uh-huh. quit ten times. Wow. But when you're trying to, <laughs> my motivation <laughs> comes from I got to impress my brother. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got me here. I got to impress my wife. My daughter's watching. So I finished, and it was amazing. And for a while, 
the pain went away. There's a lot of adrenaline. Right. I still couldn't breathe, though. <laughs> and it had been hours and hours. Wow, you know? yeah, right, right. I figured I probably crashed around noon. Okay. And it's now 9 p.m. Huh. And you should have, if the wind gets knocked out of you. It first, comes back quicker minutes. than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of celebrating, but not really. I'm like, I, I huh. something's wrong. So we go to bed, and I wake up all through the night. I'm like, Jenny, I don't know. Something might be wrong more yeah. than just my body's in a lot of pain. Something. Well, we start heading back home. Right. And we end up in an emergency room. Oh, man. <laughs> the altitude of driving. I don't know if they're coming oh. down or going up. I have no idea. But the pressure or the release of pressure, I don't know what it was. It was uh-huh. extremely painful. So we end up at uh, Missoula. And we go to the emergency room. <laughs> and this, uh, you know, they come out with this. They don't know where to start. Right. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm still jacked up. And I said, no, don't worry yeah. about any of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't I breathe, you know? So uh-huh. she grabs an ultrasound. Okay. scanning things. And she sees in my chest, she goes, <laughs> she says, try not to move. Said, oh, no. To move. She's like, yeah, don't try not to move. We're going to be sticking a, a tube in your chest here in about two minutes. Oh, my and goodness. And in the meantime, try not to move. And I was like. You know what I've been yeah. doing. Yeah, <laughs> I've been moving. <laughs> so, so, and it was. And this, my wife videotaped this whole thing. It was crazy. Uh-huh. In, in two minutes, they had me down and they grabbed a scalpel and they they cut me right. Oh, yeah. They, they uh-huh. stick a tube in there. Cause they, so what had happened was my lung had, and you, I don't know the medical term, but it was, it was 40% collapsed. Wow. Which means 40% of the air had come out and was stuck in the lung cavity. Okay. So it's called something. I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. So the air's in the lung cavity and wow. it won't let my lung inflate. Right, right. So the, the tube goes in there and starts to suck the air out of the lung cavity. And this all happened within 10 minutes of getting to this emergency room. Oh, man. And so I was there for five days with that tube. Oh, no way. out the air. Yeah. And they just, they have to move it around and pull uh-huh. it out. And they uh, they get it to where it's ninety percent inflated. Okay. And they said, okay, you you can do the drive home. Yes. And they told me it'll be painful. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I've... <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 inflate it to ninety. Well, they they get it back to ninety, and I drove home, and it was extremely painful. Uh-huh. There was a pass, a night of pass or something. I can't remember. And I was just in so much pain. And I had to go straight to the hospital and, yeah. and when I got back to Bountiful, where they re-scanned it, and it was back down to 80. It oh, had, okay. Continued uh-huh. to. So anyways, they they got me on whatever they put me on. I don't know. But it took a while. And then and then it was all back in business. But it took, uh, it took a few weeks for the lung to fully inflate. Wow. So it, the, what, did it get punctured, your lung? No, or it was, what, uh, what happened the, that it... He said, imagine... That the air got out in the first place. Yeah. When he when he hit the ground, he says, "Just imagine a balloon. You push down on it; it'll just blow." So oh, it wasn't okay, like it okay. It. Yeah, yeah. It just blew a hole. A blew a hole in yeah. your lung. And it blew <laughs> this air out, but their air has nowhere to go. Right, right. So now yeah, so it's trapped in there. Trying to, yeah. So he says it would just that's oh, that's wow. what you were stuck with. Yeah. So there was an actual hole in the lung, but it wasn't punctured. It was just it popped. Popped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it made it made the race a little harder. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. 
And was your wife super impressed she, once she well, found I hope out? So. <laughs> I, I have a little video of the whole race, and my favorite uh-huh. picture is when it's all over. She's hugging me in the yeah. driveway of my my house, and uh, there's weeds everywhere because that's one thing that gets neglected on Ironman training is you don't take care of your yard. <laughs> but yeah, she's hugging me. I hope she was impressed. Oh man, well I'm sure she was. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And my little daughter, I was, you know, I had a little boy and a little girl, and they both, it it ended up being a really neat story. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and painful, but uh, oh goodness, <laughs> but it was a good. It was did a good it time. So I'm sure at some point it came out when you're when you're in the emergency room that that you had done the the triathlon. Oh yeah. What yeah. did they say? Yeah, they. They 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 made fun of me. They, <laughs> they they said that was a really stupid move. Right. I didn't know. If I would have known, I, yeah, 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 I still would have finished. I I was just I was gonna say, had you known, would had you I still done have done it? it? Uh, would you change anything? Or I think if I would have no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I, I thought the wind was. We've all had wind knocked down. Right, and right. It always comes back. I always thought it was going to come back. Yeah. And so I just kind of managed the pain, holding your chest, trying to not let it bounce. <laughs> Didn't know it was... Don't move. Try not to move. Not to move. <laughs> I'm like, well, it might be too late for that. But oh. it, was, it was good. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think uh, I learned a lot. I learned, you know, I'm pretty easy on myself. Uh-huh. I don't push myself. Like, if I don't go... There's days where you just don't feel like doing anything. Right, right. And I'm pretty easy on myself. I won't do it. But then I, I think of, I, I, I learned that my motivation comes from, from my wife. It really does. I don't know yeah, if that's a good yeah. message to get out to the world or, you know, <laughs> do it for yourself. Do it's it it's got to help relationships and yes, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do when I, in the morning, I try to go to the gym every day. I try yeah, to run every yeah, day. Yeah. And I really, if I dig into it, it's not for me. It really isn't. Uh-huh. And I think, I hope, that, you know, she's out there every day running too. And what's her motivation? And and I honestly think we are trying to impress each other. And I think it's more powerful motivation than trying to do it for yourself. Oh, for me, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know there's people out there that are like, hey, you know, do this for yourself. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I do it for my wife. I do. Yeah. That's well, what I... gets me up. I mean, I relationships certainly aren't my area of expertise, but but I think a healthy relationship is when you are focused on your spouse rather than yourself. I think that's where the, where problems come a lot of times, where marital issues and whatever is because I'm worried about me, my wife's worried about herself, and rather than if I'm fully devoted to meeting her needs and vice versa, that's going to be a healthy relationship. Absolutely, I do. So, a- I love it. it. I think that's great. I do this run up in the mountain. I try to do it three or four times a week. Uh-huh. And, and poor Jenny. The second I get to the top, yeah. I take a picture of my watch and I send it to her. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I did it. I did it again. Yeah, I yeah. made it. And I think if it wasn't for Jenny, I wouldn't want to do this run. It's no fun. <laughs> but I'm always like, i got to get there. So I right, see. right. And that's a powerful oh, that's motivation great. for me. And yeah, that's what got yeah. me across the line back in Coeur d'Alene. 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That drive. So, yeah. I think, and I think that's. I mean, we talk all the time about you need to find your motivation. Like, what is it? Why are you doing whatever it is you're doing? Um, because if you rely on on just doing it for yourself, that's 
not always enough. <laughs> like, so true. If, if you have a bigger reason, a more powerful why, then you're a lot more likely to stick with it and to wow. be successful with, with whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. That is so um, true. And I'm the same way. I mean, I, there are a lot of times I would give up. I'm like, if this is just me, I'd rather sit at home lay on the couch, read a book, whatever. <laughs> but, but, but if you, if you have other motivations that you're like, this is why I need to do this. This is why I'm doing this. Then, then I, I can't let other people down. It's easy for me to let myself down. So true. In fact, that bracelet. That yeah, bracelet, yeah. 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 It's currently hanging at the office at YHA where we work. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a picture frame hanging up with me and my brother were hugging after the race. Okay. He was fully dressed and he yeah. changed and he did Okay, okay. And we cut that bracelet off and put it in the frame. Uh-huh. And it's hanging there and and again the mo I mean the bracelet I was like I got to do this. Yeah. You know, my brother all of that how he inspired me. My wife 100% I I never would have done it. If I was doing the race for myself there's no way I would have done it. Yeah. But there were some people I had to impress. And my kids always <laughs> So you're right. You're right. It's uh, a more powerful motivation, I think. So, and I'm grateful to have it. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a pretty wild story. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was crazy, but I didn't. I didn't yep. know any details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but for I, for roughly nine hours after nine that a, happened, yeah, I think you was, were you were still. That's right. It was going pretty. Still smooth. biking and running. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, so I had man. a good. No, even from the get, because the, even the back thing, I never right, had, right. But I guarantee I was the happiest man on the course. Uh -huh. I think perspective and attitude yep. is so much. Yep. Yep. I was the happiest man on the course. Yeah. I was smiling the whole race, and uh, so yeah, it's just how you look at it. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. I was super grateful to be there. Uh huh. And uh, I'd already bought the bumper sticker before the race. Oh, you definitely have to finish that. Yeah, I think it was seven bucks. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I wanted that on my car. And so, I, you know, between uh, that, my brother, the bracelet, my uh -huh. my wife, my daughter being there, uh, yeah. that, it was it was it was going to be difficult to stop me from finishing that one. Right, right. So it was a good time. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Have you done any races since then? Well, I of did. Of any kind? I did another Ironman. The oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, did, did it go better? <laughs> it did. Everything went to plan. About the same time, though, believe it or not, I just I got that. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So you finished in like it, around 14 hours, 14 did you hours, say? yeah. I'm not fast in any of the events. Um, I'm kicking around another one. Oh, okay. I'm kicking. Yeah, it, uh -huh. it kind of resurfaced, and I'm like, ooh. Coeur d'Alene again? Or, uh, no, or a different one? No, we're thinking of Tempe. Oh, okay. Yep. Got a couple friends started talking. I'm like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm I'm right there on the edge of deciding. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think we'll probably will next. Probably it'll be, so. Uh, it'll I, be in November. I bet Jenny would be impressed. Jenny, well, I'm trying to talk her into joining. Oh, okay, okay. She's gonna kill me for saying that. <laughs> but uh, that would be amazing. So yeah, that we're not be, done. That we're not awesome. done. Has she yeah. done? Has she done them before? You said she, she's run a lot. She runs a lot. She's done. Boston. Her, her, she's a marathon runner, uh -huh. um, and you know she's done Boston. And you know, the how she inspires me is, uh, you know, people will say she's known as a runner. Okay. And people are like, oh well, I, 
you can run, but I have bad ankles. And oh. I've got a bad hip. And Jimmy's uh-huh. like, I have bad everything. Yeah. My feet yeah. hurt, my hips hurt, my legs hurt, my knees hurt, and I'm out there every single day. Wow. Uh, she had uh, shin, not, uh, what do you call it? Stress fractures all over her Oh, legs. okay, okay. Right before Boston, well, she doesn't care. <laughs> so she's a tough little cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's done nine marathons, two of those were okay. Boston. Oh, wow. And uh, so we're... But, but never a triathlon? Nope. Okay. Nope. No, so it would be quite the challenge for us to yeah, do this yeah, together. Yeah. And I think it would be fun. But we don't know. Okay. We don't know. Yeah. When, when is that? It'd be a year from November. Oh, okay. So we got plenty of time. Yeah, for sure. But if you don't commit, you'll never do it. Like if you just that dabble in it. That is so true. Oh, you'll never do it. Yeah. Yeah, should we do it? Yeah, maybe. No, you won't do it. You will not uh-huh. train hard enough. You have to sign, commit and sign right. up. If you go 90%, you will not finish this race. It's brutal. You have to commit. And I said, Jenny, we've, <laughs> we're kind of right there at the... Uh-huh. I'm like, we're not training hard enough. I'll tell you that much. Because we haven't decided. Once you decide, then the fear kicks in. Okay, and right, And you right. will train. Yeah. You will train yeah, yeah. out of just fear of the race. So, uh, we're not there yet, but we're getting close. And I think it'll be fun. I'd love to see her. Oh, for race. sure. And she could do it. She she can do tough things for a long period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole idea. Sounds like it. <laughs> And she's already got the run down. Oh, yeah. She only has to train for two things. That's right. See, <laughs> I'm not good at any of the three. There's, you always have one event that you're good at, that you uh-huh. look forward to. I don't have one. I'm not good in the water, bike, or run. They all hurt. Uh, but no, if she gets off that bike, she's going to just Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But it's not easy to run a marathon after you. No, no, right? yeah. And, yeah. and and that's the thing about the Ironman is when when you do train you rarely put all three events together. Right, right, right. You know, you go biking at or swimming at eight o'clock at night. You're not going to go jump on your bike. You, uh-huh. yeah, you do this, and then the next day you do this, the next day you do this, and then all of a sudden you're facing a day where you're going to put all three of them together. Wow. And you've you've in fact I hadn't even swam the full distance I hadn't biked the full distance and hadn't even come close to running the full okay distance. now I got to put them all together at full distance wow <laughs> so I don't think you, anyone's properly trained for an ironman uh-huh. right right it's just a matter if you're stubborn enough to finish so <laughs> stubbornness goes a long way it, does. it really does yep it does <laughs> yep yep yeah I think that's that's one of my one of my best attributes. Like <laughs> when it comes to doing hard things, it's just stubbornness. Stubborn. I'm not necessarily good at <laughs> overly good at things. I just am stubborn enough to stick with it. <laughs> Sounds like me. That's exactly right. Yep. Uh, There's better ways to train for the Iron Man, but I was too stubborn. To do it. <laughs> I trained like Stallone would. You know, yeah, there's, there's yeah, Ivan yeah. Drago training, uh-huh. which is good, but I was out, you know, chopping, <laughs> chopping wood and. Uh, running through the snow. And, I love it. But yeah, it was, Re- reliving your childhood, probably. That's right. Huh? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That was a good uh, time. Yeah. Well, the Stallone way is much more inspiring. It for is for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just more my style. And you got to just find what works. For you. Jenny is. She will buy a book. Okay. She'll study it, and she'll uh-huh. eat right. She'll sleep right. She'll do the book the way it's, and that's great. And, you know, she makes fun of my way of training. I make fun of her way of training. I'm like, I feel like running today. 
She's uh, like, but you shouldn't you be biking today? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like running. <laughs> so I run a mile. I'm good. Oh, She's like, no, sounds no. Sounds like me running. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go run a mile. I'll go run a mile. <laughs> yeah. And then if I feel like biking, uh, I bike. If I feel like swimming, I swim. Yeah. Over time, you cover everything. And... You add stubbornness, you uh-huh. finish. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Did you find yourself, so training that way, um, yeah. I do. I train that way a lot too. I'm not nearly mm-hmm. as structured as I make my clients be yeah. when, they, when I'm training them. But uh, did you find that you you did more, like you gravitated more towards things you enjoyed more One and other. neglected yeah. other parts yeah. of it? Yeah. What was it? What did you do? So I avoided the run like no. Okay, but right, I right. also told myself uh-huh. if you get out of the water, you got to get out of the water. Yeah, a lot of people don't get out of the water. Right, right. We, they about twenty percent of the participants drop out of the race really? during the race. Most the, of that during the, the swim. Water. Well, over the whole race, it's about twenty percent. I okay. think most are in the water. Wow. So I trained hard in the water. Yeah, because yeah. I had this fear of the water getting not getting out. Uh-huh. Then the bike. Uh, as long as you don't crash, you really should fit, you know. <laughs> you can, it, it, when you're pedaling, you can stop pedaling, and your bike right, keeps right, going. Right. Yeah. And so it's kind of a nice thing to where you go, hey, I got the bike. If I uh-huh. can, So I trained pretty dang good. I think I was pretty bike ready, nowhere near run ready. Hmm. But I told myself, there's no way you're going to stop. Right. Like, all you have to do is just keep jogging. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and the bike cut off is 5 p.m. Oh, okay. I got off the bike at like, I don't know, 3. Okay. I had till midnight. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah I'm like, just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my longest run, this is embarrassing, my longest <laughs> run, I ran 12 miles. Okay, okay. Yeah, about two months before the race. Uh-huh. I about died. <laughs> I like, went to like Lagoon and back, and I'm like, oh. that was not even halfway. Yeah, so I yeah, had this yeah. huge fear of the run. I don't like running. Right. And I just knew if I get to the run, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. I didn't plan on getting to the run with no long dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to hold my chest. And yeah. Can't. But I was smiling. That's good. That's so yes, good. I, I, and then I also find that way of training works for me because... If today I'm supposed to bike, but I want to run, uh-huh. I'm going to do what I want to do. Okay, okay. Uh, because if I keep doing it that way, I can I can go for months and months and months and months because I'm not doing something I don't want to do. You, now right, that's just me. Right, right. If I have to do this this day and not this this day, eventually I go, this isn't even, I'm not yeah. having fun. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I tap out. Okay. I do what I want to do. I've, I listen to my body. What are you in the mood for? <laughs> you want to run? Let's run. Uh-huh. You want to bike? Let's bike. And then over time, I kind of did the, you know, the inventory, and I said, yeah, I think I've yeah, yeah. covered everything but the run. But the run. <laughs> <laughs> but I've ran enough to where I can fight right, through right, this. Right, right, right. So uh, the next year I was a little more trained because I realized uh-huh. being undertrained you pay for it. You're right, you know, right. You get shin splints and you get all sorts oh, of problems. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah. You don't get on mile twelve. They uh-huh. start happening at mile eighteen, and then new things happen at mile nineteen, and then at twenty your <laughs> digestive system stops working. And oh, things that man. you're not used to. You're like what right. is happening? Right, right. So was your was your second one in Coeur d'Alene or yep. did you do? Okay, so yep. you did two in Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Yep. 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 Nice. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh-huh. 
super painful. But, you know, <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> and there's people the whole race yelling oh. at you and cheering you on. It's fascinating. Uh-huh. And then your kids make you posters and they hang them up and you see them. Oh, and that's like, awesome. Oh, I got another mile in me. Yeah. There's a yeah, poster yeah. Ellie made. There was a there was a poster and you're reading up you're reading everybody's right you're kind right. of looking for your kids uh-huh. <laughs> one of them said it doesn't have to be fun to be fun huh and I went well that'll get me three more miles yeah I'm not having any fun but it doesn't have to be fun to be fun I'm like oh that's right then you look around and you're like oh everybody's hurting yeah no one's having fun that helped too it doesn't have to be fun to be fun uh-huh. Isn't that good. That is good. Huh. Poster said, don't worry about the thousand people in front of you. Uh, don't think about the thousand people that are in front of you on this race. Think of the millions of people that are still in bed. Yo, that that's too. a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're looking at these. So, oh. so you're looking for anything. Yeah. Get you yeah, yeah. Mile. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, so I don't like to run, mm-hmm. uh, but I love races. Mm-hmm. Because of the atmosphere, because yeah. of the people cheering, because yeah. of the signs, yeah. because of because of all of that, like it's fun to be there, so even cool. when it's not fun. Yes. Yes. That is true. <laughs> but that yeah, is... just to go run, screw that. So <laughs> in fact, the day before the race, one of the uh, the pros come and talk to you at dinner. Uh-huh. It was a big event, and she said something so awesome because you know everyone's nervous and scared. Uh-huh. They're like, "Listen, you've been training, you've been training, you've been training." Tomorrow you are training with three thousand friends. Wow! And yeah, I went, yeah, oh, yeah. let's go. <laughs> These little things. Yeah, help yeah, yeah. A lot. It's so interesting how how something so so small as a poster or yep. or something that someone said can make such a big impact and yep. and and carry you an extra mile or yep. two or whatever whatever it takes that like just the littlest things the, um, your little, and the support of your family. I oh. mean, that is, that's huge. I think it's, it's so hard for, I work with clients sometimes where, where we're tra- training them and their family's not on board for whatever it is. And, and that's such a detriment to, to their success. I think it's awesome that you, that you have that relationship with your kids, with your wife, where, where you're there for each other and you're you're encouraging each other and and trying to impress each other and inspire each other and and you're all on board and man that makes all the difference in the world in in every in every area not just fitness or yep. or races but life in general you, you need those people that that are willing to jump in beside you and and uh help you succeed that's true i think that sums up the whole thing you motivation just for yourself uh-huh. will get you so far. Right, right. But when you've got family, friends, all cheering you on, and then even spectators that don't know you, yeah. they see your name and they they yell your name out. They're like, you got this, John. I'm like, oh, I do. Uh-oh. I don't know who you are, but thank you. And that outside motivation and other people yeah. is extremely powerful. So, yeah. Well, that is awesome. What an amazing story. Well, thank you. That was fun. I haven't told it for a while. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I might go start training for that Tempe race. Right <laughs> I think you that should. might have pushed me over the edge. Yep, yeah. <laughs> I'll make you a poster. There you go. <laughs> thank you.
Well, thanks, Dargo. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I certainly appreciate you being on, on the podcast. Well, thank you for having and me. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You too, my friend. Look forward to seeing you always. So. Yeah, I'll be here. Okay. <laughs> After Tempe, I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear the story. I'll be back. <laughs> hopefully with a very boring story. Oh, hopefully so. <laughs> well, thank you. And, uh, yeah, until next time, this is Dabbling in Discomfort. <laughs>